Welcome to the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. I'm Bill Yates, the editor-in-chief of the journal, and today we will be discussing the article, Standardized Automated Training of Rhesus Monkeys for Neuroscience Research in Their Housing Environment. Before we begin, let's meet our guests. Hi, I'm Michael Berger. I'm a researcher at the Cognitive Neuroscience Laboratory at the German Primate Center, and I'm specialized in sensory motor neuroscience with unconstrained non-human primates. Hi, my name is Valeska Stefan. I'm also from the same lab at the German Primate Center. I'm a neuroscientist by training, but now I focus more on animal welfare in neuroscience research. Hi, my name is Antonino Calapai. I work at the same lab and I specialize in cognitive training and testing of non-human primates. Could you please give us a brief overview of current conventions in primate training? So in cognitive neuroscience experiments with behaving non-human primates, it is crucial to have a well-controlled environment. And this leads to experimental settings for which the behavior of the animal is constrained in several ways. For example, animals which are seated in a primate chair in a dedicated room. Those animals need to get accustomed to the chair, to the room, and then learn a cognitive task. The whole training process can take months, especially since tasks are often very difficult for the animals. This is demanding for animals and trainers. And to keep the interest of the animals, it's usually necessary to use some sort of fluid or caloric control regime. And furthermore, training success often varies between trainers and animals. The training of an animal A by trainer X might be way faster than the training of an animal B by trainer Y. In such a case, it is difficult to assess the reason for slow progress. Animal A might just be better suited for this kind of training, or trainer X might have a, used a better approach or some mixture of both. Yeah, sure. And another field is actually behavioral research and cognitive research. But in these fields, cognitive tasks are used to assess cognitive abilities, but usually are not coupled with physiological recordings. And as such, there is less demand for a highly controlled environment. Here, it is actually common to train monkeys within their housing environment. And this inspired us to develop a device similar to existing cage-based devices used in behavioral research. But we actually adopted it to some specific needs of neuroscience research, and we use this device to implement our training paradigm. Please tell us about your across-task unsupervised training, or AUT, paradigm. Our main idea was to standardize cognitive training as much as possible, so that comparisons can actually be made between animals. In a previous paper published last year, we already described the training device we specifically built for this purpose. We called it the XPI, which stands for Experimental Behavioral Instrument. And in a nutshell, you can think of it as a standalone touchscreen device that one can hang to the animal's enclosure and run training sessions as well as cognitive enrichment protocols. We extensively discussed why we believe that cage-based training is a refinement of animal experimentation in the original paper. So in short here, we want to expand the amount of control an animal has over its own environment, so to increase the animal's confidence with the environment itself and possibly to improve the quality of the training. So a positive side effect is that the monkeys do not need constant supervision within their housing environment, which also reduces the trainer's workload. And the next step is the cross-task unsupervised training, or AUT. So the idea is to break down the training towards a final task into predefined small and achievable training steps. For a computerized task, this is easily defined by a set of task 
parameters per stage. The key here is that the transition between stages is decided by a simple staircase algorithm and not by a human trainer. In practice, the algorithm will automatically control the training progress only dependent on the animal's performance. So if an animal is very good, the task becomes more difficult. But if the animal fails repeatedly, then the task goes back to the previous simpler stage. We wanted to avoid frustration in cases of difficult training stages, but also to avoid boredom in cases of training stages that are not challenging enough. In the end, we can compare the animals with each other, since all of them go through the very same trainer-independent procedure. For the purpose of the current study, we were very strict about not intervening in the training process. All animals underwent this exact same training towards a task typical for sensory motor neuroscience. If someone wants to use an AUT-like approach and aims for a quicker training success, certain specific interventions related to the animal's performance might increase the training speed very drastically. What challenges did you face in designing your training paradigm? So first, we needed to come up with a predefined series of training steps that would bring an animal from a naive state to full expertise. None of the animals were familiar with cognitive tasks or touchscreens before they encountered the XBI for the very first time. Since there's not much literature on how macaques learn, we had to really be ready to accept any outcome there might be. When introducing the XBI for the first time to the animals, we did not manually train the animals to interact with the device. Instead, we relied on their natural curiosity, and we were right to make this decision. We reported this part in the previous paper. One animal, however, out of nine, showed absolutely no interest in interacting with the device and the protocol. This animal was later manually instructed, and from then on, he was very engaged with the training. Nevertheless, we wanted to explore how far we can train animals without any human intervention at all. So we excluded this animal from the current study. Yeah, and another challenge was actually the logistics. So we basically used the AUT approach with nine animals and trained up to four animals at the same time in two different animal facilities. So we basically built the XBI to be easy to use. And since the training was supervised by our algorithm, there was in fact no need for an experimenter or a trainer to be present there. So starting and finishing training sessions could also be done by technical assistant, animal caretakers, and so on. This was overall very helpful. What did you learn from the AUT? So our AUT approach allowed us to measure the number of trials a particular animal needed to complete a particular training stage. This gives us a measure of the animal's subjective difficulty for each stage. Now we can compare this measure between animals to assess individual learning abilities. Such information can be used, for instance, if one wants to decide which animal should enter which project or research field. But this measure of difficulty can also be averaged across animals. Then it tells us something about the difficulty of our training steps rather than the performance of an individual animal. In this sense, the procedure is useful for assessing our training approach, and this can be used to optimize training strategies. For instance, the most difficult part for the animals in our task was to learn to memorize a previously indicated target position. Now we know that we need to take special care when training these two new animals, or maybe we even need to use a different training approach. And another very exciting thing we learn is that animals can engage with the device and with this task over longer periods and over many sessions, although caloric and fluid intake was actually not controlled. So while not all the animals reached the final stage of the task, 
only one out of eight animals stopped interacting with the device altogether. This basically underlines that the XBI with the AUT approach, in our view, is useful as an environment enrichment tool, even for animals that are currently not in a training to a specific task. Additionally, since many different people operated the XBI, not only the people who developed it, we learned a lot about the usability. So we could use this knowledge to build a new, much more reliable and user-friendly version of the XBI. What are the implications for future primate training and research? Housing-based training can be used to partially replace setup training. Before transitioning to, let's say, an experimental setup, animals could be exposed to the XBI or similar training device directly in their familiar environment. In such setting, the animals can be trained at their own pace. And this should, in principle, increase the animal welfare because it gives to the animal more control over his own environment. And of course, at the same time, this reduces also the experimenter's workload, which is something that we think is a win-win situation. Additionally, one could, in principle, argue that self-paced training improves also training quality. We had, for example, a case in which an animal did not learn a certain task in the setup, but then later learned the same task and the same training on the XBI. Also, such a housing-based AUT approach can be employed as soon as an animal enters the research facility or even before that in the breeding group. This would allow to pre-train the animals on basic tasks and at the same time assess the learning ability of those animals. This way, it might be possible to choose which animal is suited for which particular experiment before actually entering an experimental protocol. Yeah, in addition to animal training, a device like the XBI can also be used for neuroscientific experiments. Recent advances in wireless neural recording technology allow recording brain signals from unrestrained monkeys. We currently use such technology to establish novel experimental paradigms that were not possible before. Altogether, we believe that the XBI and the AUT approach have the potential to increase animal welfare and improve animal training in primate neuroscience laboratories. As such, we are not only willing to share our knowledge, but also the XBI itself with the community. I'd like to thank our guests for participating in today's discussion of the article, Standardized Automated Training of Rhesus Monkeys for Neuroscience Research in Their Housing Environment, part of the podcast series for the Journal of Neurophysiology. <laughs>